The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanki. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome to today's show and a very happy first day of December to all of you. Today marks the anniversary, the seven-year anniversary of my dad's death, and so uh, it's interesting. I didn't even kind of put the connection together until just moments before the show about this being about celebrating mistakes and how that all fits and ties into my own life and my experience with my dad as he was an alcoholic. And uh, so it's been an interesting kind of um, process of, of looking at that and I think really fitting and appropriate uh, about today's show. So I, um, I, this is a month where we prepare to celebrate the holidays and let's look at ways that you can create presence for yourself and that's presence, uh, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, not, not presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S because I know that's what this month is about, but really presence. And while you're preparing for the holidays, how can you connect to the eternal presence within you? How can you feel the benefits of the peace of the present moment? It's such a beautiful gift to give yourself, particularly in the kind of hustle and bustle of the holiday season, to give yourself this gift of presence. Each week we begin with the boomerang effect, and the boomerang effect states that what you put out in life is equivalent to what you get back. And this week's boomerang has to do with actually recognizing the gifts in your own life. And since these holidays are all about giving, I want you to open up your awareness to the gifts that you currently have and the gifts that you can receive and the blessings of the gifts that you can receive in your life each and every day. So do you happen to have friends who uh, you can talk to who make you laugh or who support you? I certainly know that I do. I received a very early morning phone call from one of my friends this morning and I, I receive regular phone calls each morning from another. So that's certainly a gift that I always get and receive um, in the morning time. Do you eat three meals a day or the equivalent of? Not everybody does. And so just taking a moment to recognize the value of your ability to eat three meals a day is certainly a gift. Do you sleep in a warm bed at night and do you have a warm home with which to reside? There are really so many gifts that you have in your life. And it's it's really such a wonderful opportunity to take a moment to feel the blessings of all the gifts that you have. And 
are you are you great at details? Are you great at organizing? Are you great at planning? These are gifts that you have to offer to the world. Are you a people person who values your relationships and you're easily relatable? Are you musically or artistically gifted or are you gifted with mechanical abilities or creative planning? These are all gifts that are that are innately you and that you can be bold and step into these gifts that you have to make a difference in the life of one or in the life of many. And as you open up to the many gifts and talents that your life offers, you can see the beauty of your own life and what you have that is completely unique for you to offer in your life. So I encourage you to step boldly into this month, offering your gifts to those around you and to see what happens to your world when you do. It's a really fun boomerang to throw out into the world. So I encourage you to do that. So now on to our topic for today's show, Celebrating Mistakes. And I read this quote, and it was so perfect. According to Ralph Nader, your best teacher is your last mistake. Let me repeat that. Your best teacher is your last mistake. So let me start this show uh, by being very introspective. That's what my coaching program and that's what the show is all about. And I'm going to ask you some questions. I want you to just reflect upon these questions and really contemplate the truth and the answers for you and for your own life. Remember, your best teacher is your last mistake. So what mistakes have you made in your lifetime? And are you regretful of those mistakes? What did you learn or what was your takeaway from the mistakes that you have made? Did you learn to not make the same mistake once again? It's interesting for me to consider what if society took a look at mistakes as a a great learning opportunity rather than something that we should be ashamed of in denial of or regretful of. What would happen if people were taught to own their mistakes, apologize freely, accept forgiveness, and move into a greater level of respect and appreciation for oneself and others? Would that perspective on mistakes change our society? I believe so. Based on the coaching processes that I've experienced with people, I believe that once we get a greater vantage point on mistakes and what the value that mistakes offer to us in our lives, that it could have a change and, and, and change the face of society that, as we see it today. So by changing our outlook on making mistakes, we have an opportunity to look at the teaching moments that mistakes offer. Here's a terrific example of a view on making mistakes as a learning experience. When attempting one of his inventions, Thomas Edison once said, I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. I love that. That's so great. What a beautiful way to look at those 10,000 mistakes. If you're sitting in a room with light right now, aren't you glad that Thomas Edison kept pursuing after beyond 10,000 times to be able to find the correct formula so that you can be sitting among the lights. 
If we want to encourage others to achieve their ultimate best, we must acknowledge that learning is nonlinear. Each learner will have preferences and inclinations, and no two people are the same. So by accepting this, we allow room for individual differences among learning and accept failure as one of the means by which to learn. And by allowing people to make errors or even celebrate their mistakes, as I am initiating today, they can better assimilate information to their needs and to their own specific learning styles. And folks, I want to tell you that doing the Berkman program here that I have uh, talked about many times here on the show, it it definitely indicates that there are so many different styles of behavior that people have. And we must honor that and recognize that there's not two learners who are alike and that there are different styles. And if we just adapt and adjust to those styles, we can have great and successful learning. And they must also develop a new perspective and a new way of looking at life in which they bring forth more of their gifts and talents to the world when they are offered the opportunity to look at um, mistakes and to look at ways to celebrate mistakes. Now, I want to share with you an incredible story. You are going to want to stay tuned for this story because it's the very best example of a woman that I coached and I encouraged uh, to have a celebration of mistakes. And it was actually many years ago, what I did was I encouraged this client of mine to have this dinner that celebrated mistakes with her family. And what resulted from that dinner, that it just changed the face of her family forever. And this happened, as I mentioned, many years ago. What happened to this client was that she was struggling with the fact that she had an affair with another man. And she was holding herself in a place of guilt and fear, and she felt like she would never be able to forgive herself or receive forgiveness from her children if they ever found out about the affair. And, And what my client didn't know is that people, especially children, are so loving and good, and they really do want to hold others in a place of love and forgiveness. So I continue to encourage my client to have dinner with her family, where the theme was all about celebrating mistakes. And I know that the saying, the the truth will set you free, I say that often in my coaching practice, the truth will set you free. It's really meaningful. And it allows the burdens of whatever you carry to be released. The truth really does set you free. And you have to have the courage to speak the truth. So here was like a big swallow for my client. Okay, you know, I I kept kind of saying, hey, there can be such great value in sharing this. And I really didn't even know how valuable it would be. But it was a really huge stretch for her uh, out of her comfort zone. She courageously set forth on the mission to free herself. And indeed, having this celebrating mistakes dinner is exactly what she did. She set the tone for her family at dinner. And I believe what they did was they had a beach ball. This is kind of something that she came up with uh, last minute. She had a beach ball and they passed this big beach ball around the table. And as the beach ball was passed from 
each member of the family. They were all encouraged to talk about a mistake that they made and the lessons that they learned from that mistake. Beautiful, wonderful way to do that. I also read somewhere that on a weekly basis, oftentimes teachers will do that in the classroom. And I highly, highly encourage that for anyone that's listening to the show who has that impact on the lives of children. The important aspect of this Celebrating Mistakes dinner was that the family members were not allowed to be in judgment of what was being shared regarding the mistakes. It was similar to a family confessional, so to speak, whereby the truth was told, but uh, there were no punishments issued whatsoever. Um, You know, it was a confessional where they didn't, you know, on a Catholic level, they didn't have to say Hail Marys or or Our Fathers as a result of a punishment. But rather, the family members would be loving, caring, and listening attentively, really, truly understanding the mistakes and having an open dialogue about how they learned from each mistake and what they would do differently. So my client had a few of her children speak and go first. And I cannot even tell you, I don't even remember what mistakes they shared. Then it was time for my client to share her mistake. And she spoke openly and courageously about her affair. Her husband was at the dinner table. She apologized profusely to him in front of her children. And she explained her state of mind and what drove her to making the decision to have an affair. She was very deeply remorseful about the affair, and she offered her apology to the children, but especially in front of the children to her husband for that forgiveness opportunity. It was such a great lesson in truth and trust and freedom, and she gave herself permission to trust that the children would be loving and accepting of this issue and that they would forgive her. And she realized this deep love that she felt for her husband and was able to express that love for him in front of her children. She was able to trust in the freedom that she would feel by not carrying the burden forward in her life and hiding behind this very big mistake. And what happened next was truly remarkable. So we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back and stay tuned because you won't want to miss out on this, the rest of this story. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. 
Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back talking about celebrating mistakes. What a great topic to have. And I was sharing the story of a client from years ago about how she had a celebrating mistakes dinner with her children and husband, and she offered the mistake of uh, sharing that she had an affair, and she offered that among her children and her husband. But what happened after that was really astounding because um, it, it transpired as a result of this truth, and what transpired as a result of this truth after the mother shared was amazing. So the mother expressed the truth about this affair, and one of her sons was next in line. And it was his turn. He took the beach ball because that's how they were celebrating their mistakes. And he had something to share with his family. As a result of the mother revealing her deepest truth and her deepest, darkest fear with her children, her son opened up and mentioned that as a high school student, he had gotten his girlfriend pregnant. And knowing that they were much too young to raise a child, the girlfriend had an abortion. He had not spoken a word about this deep truth to anyone. And this was a burden that he carried deep within himself. What an amazing transformation that happened within this family when these two secrets were finally revealed. Remember, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. And the children were much more open with one another after this celebrating mistakes dinner. They had more of an accepting attitude with one another. It was truly miraculous to witness this family and the transformation within this family. Now imagine, if you will, the ability to celebrate your own mistakes like this brave family did and not hide from or deny or cover your mistakes up. Imagine a world where people were given permission to accept the lessons right away that we were that people were given permission to say okay admit i made a mistake i was wrong here but this is what i learned from it immediately i i mean that would be so tr- just completely transformational and I, I mean our judicial system would take on an entirely new meaning wouldn't it i mean i don't know if we would have as many uh court appearances or court dates if that were the case so let's take a look at now ways to incorporate celebrating mistakes into business because a lot of you are out there 
uh, walking the world in a, in a business fashion. And I want to talk about how do you incorporate this into the business world. And years ago, when I was in the corporate world, um, we would at this time of year, look at our year. Um, it was always an assessment at this time of the of year. And we would look at what went well and what we could improve upon or the mistakes that we made. In the boardroom, what if the business mistakes that you were that you made were openly discussed so that others can learn from those mistakes rather than kind of, you know, br- bringing kind of the honcho um, attitude of, yeah, I'm doing this job and I'm doing it really well. What if you were able to openly discuss some of those mistakes? What if the failures that were experienced created the learning that's necessary for the growth and development of the very organization that you're in? And how about being really vulnerable? This one is a real, another oh, gulp on this one. But how about re- being really vulnerable and looking at your personal mistakes and the values and benefits of your personal mistakes and what they mean in your life? Folks, if you can share failure as a value to impact just one life out there, then that mistake would be invaluable, wouldn't it? Gosh, that's so exciting to consider and to contemplate. Now, I want to share with you that in preparation for this show, for today's show, I actually watched two TED Talks about making mistakes. I I do a lot of researching um, before I do the shows, and and for whatever reason, I was very led and guided to watching these two TED Talks. And the first TED Talk was given by Dr. Brian Goldman, and I certainly want to encourage those of you out there, take the what, 18 minutes that a TED Talk uh, exists for and just watch it because it's so fascinating. Dr. Goldman talks about the trap of perfectionism that doctors are involved in. And he himself graduated from med school with honors. He graduated cum laude and he talks about how he was just driven, driven by this idea of perfectionism. He prided himself on being perfect and a perfect doctor he was until he met in the emergency room while he was a resident, a woman who came into the ER with symptoms of congestive heart failure. So Dr. Goldman made his assessment, offered a diagnosis and treated the patient with aspirin and diuretics and some other meds to support the symptoms. And within an hour or an hour and a half or so, the patient began to feel better. And all of a sudden, he was like, hey, I'm going to send her home. He didn't even have to talk to the attending physician because he felt so very good about the fact that he was able to make the diagnosis, pinpoint it, and then be able to take that assessment and, and uh, release her. And he didn't want to be kind of a needy um you know, a needy resident doctor. He was like kind of wanted to put his big boy pants on. Um, But what was interesting was this woman was sent home from the ER. What happened next was that Dr. Goldman had a gnawing feeling in his gut and he refused to listen to it. In fact, it just kept coming up, coming up, coming up. And he continued to see other patients in the ER um, and just said that something wasn't quite right. And shortly thereafter, the patient's family called the paramedics again to bring her, this woman, back to the ER. 
And he heard the words from another nurse who said, do you remember? Do you remember that patient that was just here uh, a few hours ago? And, you, sh- you know, that the woman that you treated. Well, the nurse explained that the patient after she was sent home collapsed and she was blue. And when she came into the ER, her blood pressure was at 50 which is basically barely not even existing. And um, what happened was this patient never fully recovered. She never came out of her coma or whatever she was in, the, the, uh, the situation she was in. She was really just never recovered. She had several days, seven or eight days, from which the, the family came to say their goodbyes. And um, that nagging voice that was inside Dr. Goldman's head was there for quite some time. And the voice actually said to him that he was bad, not, that, not just that the behavior was bad, that he should have done things differently, but that he as a person was bad, as a doctor, he was bad. And this was a result of the shame and the fear of never being able to make a mistake. And those of you who are in and around hospitals and and doctor's offices know that happens all the time. There's, you know, incorrect medicines that are, are, are given or prescribed to people. And these things happen regularly. Mistakes happen really regularly for doctors and patients. Dr. Goldman had this idea of perfectionism, and he was also given the um, the information that he needed to support his patient, which was that that feeling inside his gut that something wasn't quite right, but he just didn't listen to it. He didn't pay attention to it. And I want to share with all of you out there how important it is to go against the grain of what you may think is supposed to happen, what intellectually you think might be the best way or the best means intellectually. But if you have that gut instinct or gut reaction, your gut is trying to tell you the truth. And it's important to pay attention to that. And what would our world be like if we were able to, rather than just go with the, the, the pad answer of this is what it's supposed to look like, this is what we're supposed to say, um, when this issue comes up, or this is what we're supposed to prescribe when this issue comes up. But what if we were taught to really listen to that inner guidance system? And I teach my clients to do that all of the time. I tell them, throw out the book. We don't want the book on how to handle this uh, corporate issue or this problem at all. We want you to bring forth your own inner guidance and your wisdom within. He failed to pay attention to that uh, gut intuition that was was nagging at him. And... um, he, he, he regretted not being able to do that. Who should have that kind of pressure to be perfect in his or her own life or in his or her own career? Wow, I, it would be nice to be a meteorologist because they make mistakes regularly and they don't, you know, get upset when they do. Um, so there's this accept, expectation of perfection uh, or even... And for students, a one-word answer when they're doing, you know, taking those tests, taking those bubble tests where, um, you know, it's people are rewarded for always having the right answer rather than 
given the opportunity to celebrate mistakes and to look at it from a different angle, to look at it from a different perspective. These are unrealistic expectations, folks, that we have for for doctors and business leaders and students and for people in, you know, in humanity in general. So let's start to develop a healthy relationship with making mistakes. So can you, in this moment, can you look at one positive experience that you can take from a, a mistake that you've made and share that with someone else? Can you be vulnerable and share your truth with someone else? I was coaching a client a couple weeks ago, and she mentioned that she made a mistake of overspending in her business. She's an entrepreneur, and she made a mistake. She listened to some of her leaders about spending without really watching the limits and uh, without putting a kind of a, 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 you know, a topper on how much she was going to spend. And she overspent. And I asked her what value she got from that mistake. And she mentioned that it led her to hiring a financial coach to help her better track, uh, better, keep better track of her income and expenses. And as a result, and this is an amazing turnaround, you guys, as a result from that one mistake, in a short period of time, what she ended up doing was saving $100,000 for herself. Now, it was a valuable mistake because she amassed $100,000 before, and then she was told to invest in her business, and it ended up going away. But she rebuilt that in a very short period of time. This time, however, she was wise from her seeming failure, and she was able to turn that mistake into learning and able to save $100,000 once again quickly. And in addition to that, this client of mine was able to take her mistake and she could guide her managers whom she was leading and she was able to suggest to those managers to seek help outside of themselves in order to get financial support and assistance in their own businesses. This was a really healthy way to turn that so-called failure into a big win for herself and for the people that she was leading in her business. Now, I want to share with you, we've got a short break, and I want to share with you some other ideas and examples of turning around mistakes, and also we're going to wrap up with how you can celebrate your own mistakes. So stay tuned. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, 
and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back talking about celebrating mistakes today. And I wanted to share with you the other TED Talk that I got a chance to watch. And it was about the educational system. And how the current system, as we know it, is really, really antiquated and it needs to be upgraded. And I could not agree more. For those of you who are educators out there, please stay tuned because this is such important information. Now, in the past, the means for information getting to students um, it was you know if you look at the early night uh, the early 20th century the means for getting information to students was a one-room schoolhouse where a teacher would just inform students and the students got their information from the teacher that is how they learned now it, it developed into a way where when I grew up we used the Dewey Decimal System at the library and we looked up the information at the library or how many of you out there had World Book Encyclopedias in your home so that you could attain information just simply by pulling off an encyclopedia off the shelf and looking it up to get the information that you needed. Students nowadays, if you look at how they can access information, they can have any information that their hearts desire at any moment from the internet. I mean, there's, there's countless things that they can look up and countless ways to access the information. I mean, they can even have radio shows like this or podcasts or even YouTube videos. Students nowadays have access to so much information and they should be allowed to process that information, create with it, and most importantly, be given a voice with which they can use to process the ad information and make the most from how they use it. Now, in that processing of information, mistakes are going to happen. Mistakes are going to be made by these students, but perspectives can be gained in how to think differently or even how to make improvements greatly. And I get so very excited about people who are paving the way, like Dr. Brian Goldman and the many clients who I've had a chance to work with over the years who are making a difference and who are making use of the mistakes that they've made so that they can support countless others in the process. What a valuable gift. I even had a client a few weeks ago who was doing a half Ironman and it was really kind of muddy and rainy in the, in the area where he was training and doing his Ironman, half Ironman. And, um, 
he ended up buying new shoes that um, that because his old shoes got so much, they were filled with mud, completely filled with mud. But he bought the shoes the day before the race, and he forgot to use the shoes and kind of clip in their clip-in shoes when you do those long races. Um, he forgot to to practice with it. And so he ended up doing this half Ironman with one shoe clipped in and one shoe not clipped in. And in essence, folks, if you have ever done triathlons, I have, so I know how this feels. In essence, he was really pedaling with one leg. And so he was completely off balance when he got off the bike and did the run. But, and I asked him what he learned from that experience. And he said, don't buy new equipment the day before a race without checking it out first. And that was a really valuable lesson. Are you beginning to see things more clearly about the mistakes that you've made in your own life and how indeed you can add value to others because of the mistakes that you've made? That's so cool. One thing that I love to ask myself during mistake-filled times is, what good can come from this? I always ask myself, I've said that I've asked that question on the show many times. What good can come from this? Or where is the seed of grace in this opportunity? And I've even begun now to increase that message and increase that question to say, what magnificence can come from this? Because that is not, my new expectation is not only through this mistake is there something good, but there's something magnificent on the other side. It's like when one of uh, one of uh, somebody over Thanksgiving said to me, "Yeah, this one job offer fell through, and it was because something greater than was offered, and that was the case for her." And I was so really happy about that. So be open to receiving the incredible value from the mistakes that you've made, rather than denying or hiding from the mistakes, and uh, and be eager to see the lesson in it. Ask for the value, ask for the lesson, and ask the universe about what that looks like, and the universe will definitely respond to your request. So here's real, this is a, this is a great learning piece, and I want you to, if you have pen and paper, I want you to grab that, because I want to talk a little bit now about how to recover instead of covering up mistakes, how to recover from mistakes. And it all starts with learning how to use failure as opportunities to learn. First, however, adults need to, make, uh, need to change any negative beliefs about making mistakes that they've made and so that they can model what um, this gentleman, Rudolf Dreikers, called the courage to be imperfect. The courage to be imperfect. Isn't that fun? The courage to be imperfect. Using the three R's of recovery, this is how to recover from mistakes. So these are the three R's of recovery. It's an excellent way to model the courage to be imperfect. So ready? Here are the three R's of recovering from a mistake. Number one, first recovery from a mistake is to recognize, recognize. This is recognizing, hey, I made a mistake. Recognize that you made a mistake. Second way to recover from a mistake is to reconcile. And by reconciling, this is where the apology comes in. So recognize that you've made a mistake, reconcile and apologize for what the mistake has been in your life and in your world. And finally, the third way to recover from a mistake is to resolve. So the resolution is about coming up with a solution together. 
It's much easier to take responsibility for a mistake when it's seen as a learning opportunity and then you are able to put these three R's into the process of recovering rather than looking at it as something bad. If we see mistakes as bad, we tend to feel inadequate. We tend to have our self-worth really devalued and discouraged and may become defensive, evasive, judgmental, or critical of ourselves or others. But on the other hand, when mistakes are seen as learning opportunities, recognizing these learning opportunities will seem very exciting. Like, hey, what value did you get? What was your takeaway? I wonder what I'll learn from this one. And then here's something that we always talk about on this show, self-forgiveness. It's an important element of the first R of recovery, which is to recognize that you've made a mistake and say, hey, yeah, I made a mistake. So self-forgiveness, it's a wonderful habit to support yourself in the approach to loving yourself. And with the holidays coming up, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to practice self-forgiveness when it comes to using the first R, which is to recognize that you made a mistake, that R of of mistake recovery. And um, once you recognize that you did make a mistake, you own it, you honor it, you say, yes, I did. The, The very best habit to get yourself into is to forgive yourself for the mistake. Because when you forgive yourself for making that mistake, you don't let the mistake take over your life and squash. You squash the voice of the inner critic in your life when you can finally own it and step up and say, yes, I admit that I did this and made a mistake. Now, be sure to reconcile the mistake by apologizing for it. When you open up to resolving the mistake by asking empowering questions, you can get to a place of resolving the issue. Kids are so great at finding solutions if you ask the question, how do you suppose we can resolve this? If you have an issue with your children and you made a mistake with your kids, how do you suppose we can resolve this? They're so quick to forgive and they're also really great with coming up with creative ideas for resolution. Also in business, you want to ask your employees the same thing. One of my favorite means of resolution was taught in the Montessori school that my children attended. And these were young preschool students. They were taught how to resolve conflict with others by speaking directly to the student where the conflict started. Rather than going to the teacher and having the teacher resolve, they were um, empowered to directly resolve the conflict where where it started. And they offered a peace rose to them. I love this idea and I have used it in resolving conflict with adults in my own life. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a really short break because what I want to do next with all of you is I want to finish up our time together by offering a very introspective journey about a mistake that you have made in your own life. And I want to allow you the opportunity to look at that one specific mistake so that you can kind of gain a new perspective and a new appreciation and you can get utilize those three R's in um, getting to a point of resolution regarding that. So um, we're going to take a short break now. Be sure to stay tuned because we're going to go into this uh, introspective journey when we return. (laughs) 
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Social media is important to your business, but you might not know how to do it right. Doing social media yourself can be a challenge. I have discovered a company that gets it done for you. They post seven times a week to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+, and they can monitor reviews on over 45 sites at a price any business can afford. Get more information at GetSocialWithFee.com and get your free analysis to determine your company's social media effectiveness. Visit GetSocialWithFee, that's F-I, dot com, and find out more today. Because doing it wrong is worse than not doing it at all. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fima Zanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And today we're talking about celebrating mistakes, a really, really wonderful way to view mistakes and view the learning opportunities that mistakes have to offer rather than to deny or ignore or try to cover up mistakes. We're really adding a new behavior, adding some new tools in your toolbox of looking at and honoring some of the mistakes that you have made to come to, from, to a whole new level of appreciation and understanding that, hey, we're on this planet, we're going to make mistakes, it is inevitable, this idea of perfectionism is absolutely crazy because nobody walks a perfect life here, and so we might as well kind of come to a new relationship and a new understanding of looking at the value that mistakes offer. So, here's what I want to do, I want all of you now in this part of our show to really become very introspective. It's one of my favorite things to do because I know all of the answers exist within you. And so if I can take the the remaining minutes of this show and during this segment to allow you to come up with some great answers and great resolutions about a mistake that you have made, then um, I've done my job here today. So let's take a moment now to recount a time where you have made a mistake. And in this time, what I want you to do is I want you to put any pen or paper away or, or your phone or your notes away so that you can be really reflective in the moment. So as we allow you 
the opportunity to really gain a new appreciation and understanding of the connection of the truth within yourself. I want you to just close your eyes and connect to that deeper place within yourself by connecting to your breath. And I want you to just allow the natural rise and fall of your breath to be present now. And I want to ask you, what mistake may be weighing on your heart? What mistake may be weighing in your mind? That it's what's, what's something that has kept you awake at night regarding a mistake that you may have made? Just allow that image or that, that um, experience that you had with the mistake to come forth. Where were you when this mistake occurred? Was it something at home? Was it something at work? Was it something at school? What were you doing when you made the mistake? And who were you with? Was it a big group of people? Or was it just someone one-on-one? Or was, was there anyone there at all? Was it just you by yourself? Who was there with you? Now, this is a really important part of allowing instead of repressing what is going on around the mistake. What I want you to do is I want you to just allow the voice of your inner critic to speak about the mistake. I want you to just kind of in the room where you are located, just allow the voice of your inner critic to just speak it. Because oftentimes when you give permission to speak the truth out loud, you really truly understand um, that you might be holding on to something that really is not as uh, meaningful or not as important as you think of, as you think about it. So it might be running in your mind a lot more deeply than it really truly is. So by speaking it out loud, we kind of take the power away from the mistake. So I want you to just get, give yourself a moment for that inner critic to speak out loud about the mistake. And I want to ask you, how much have you really been beating yourself up about this mistake? Because that so often happens. And it's so counterproductive to the place that we want to get to. So, you know, start to understand that the importance in making these mistakes is really to be gentle and nurturing with yourself so that you can look to the other side and look to the learning opportunity that the mistake holds for you. Now, my favorite part is always to explore where inside your body you may be holding on to the effects of this mistake that you made. Just kind of just take a moment and as you bring the mistake forth in your mind, pay attention to where inside your body you're holding on to that mistake. It may be a tightness in your chest. It may be tension in your stomach. There could even be something tight in your neck or your shoulders. Or it may even be a lower back pain that you feel. Once you draw upon the energy 
of the mistake that you've made. So I want you to take this moment to allow your body to guide you in the process of just being in that mistake. So in this moment, I want you to uh, invite the three R's. Recognize where you have made the mistake and, and where, what the mistake is. Just recognize it. Then in this moment, I want you to reconcile the mistake by apologizing to the person um, or by apologizing to yourself for making that mistake. And then here's the really cool part when you're being very introspective. How can I resolve this issue? Is the resolution in going forward and talking to this person um, and, and offering an apology to them? And come up with the solution for yourself. Now rise up from your body. Rise up. Kind of let go of the physical realm of your body. And rise up to the place where only love exists. Rise above your body into a place where the voice of love can be easily accessed. Look at the value of your mistake. Can someone benefit from you? And sharing this mistake. And how can you express the truth about this mistake to benefit another? Again, offer the words of self-forgiveness and allow the voice of self-forgiveness to speak. What does self-forgiveness say about the mistake? What does it want you to know about this mistake? Now imagine that you're all on a stage, that you are on a stage all by yourself. Your family comes in one by one, sits on the chairs around the stage. Now your friends come in, friends from near, friends from afar, friends, people that you knew from grammar school, people that you knew from high school, co-workers, friends are coming forth. Anyone that you've ever encouraged in their lives, they show up for you and they begin to applaud you. They honor you. They celebrate you. All of you, all the mistakes included. They're there for you to recognize for everything that you have done in your life, for everything that you're about to do in your life, for everything that you in the past, in the present, and in the future have done. And they cheer you on because without the mistakes that you've made, you would not be on the stage being recognized. So these are the valuable mistakes that you have made, but still the numbers of people that are present there for you because you are worth celebrating and these mistakes are part of you and that's worth celebrating as well. So what I want you to do now is just take a moment and allow that celebration to sink in and allow yourself permission to celebrate and look for the value and the mistakes that you make. 
because I can guarantee if you look for the lessons, the lessons will be there for you rather than just resist and beat yourself up. So I thank you. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your energy and I thank you for your presence within yourself to really allow yourself to look at mistakes and look at celebrating mistakes so that you can uh, honor yourself because you are totally worth being honored. And I also want to say thank you to all of those who serve to make this world a better place. We honor all of you as well. And thank you to our listeners for listening each and every week, for making the mistakes that you've made, for rising up and for learning from them. I wish you all a very inspired and celebratory week. Thanks for listening, everyone, and celebrate those mistakes this week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.